Hutton Orbital Radio, what must you think of us? Imagine yourself in space. Let your mind's eye wander far across the universe. Fast. Faster than is physical, physically possible in any form. See the Milky Way galaxy. Marvel in its splendours. On, on, past a turtle the size of a planet, improbably carrying four enormous elephants, which carry the flat disk of a planet. On, on, past a strange metallic gentleman on a surfboard. Head for one of the spiral rims of the galaxy. And slow now, slow, as you pass an insignificant yellow star and peer past it at one of its neighbours. Continue on, through a void that previously would have seemed tiny, but now seems to drag on for eternity, if eternity was ninety minutes long. See the metallic structure, lonely in the sky, with lights twinkling. Fly through the walls, pass along a corridor, past a smell that's worse than any you have encountered, and finally halt by a desk, where a tiny red light has just flickered into incandescence, and a voice says, Our mics are live. Good, 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 good evening, good gracious me, and welcome to another startlingly live edition of Hutton Orbital News. I am in fact Dick Chafing, and joining me tonight we have the good old R of H. No, he's not. He's not here. He's got a wonky, a wonky leg. We've got the good old um, uh, uh, Norma's here. Hello. <laughs> Um, we've got, of course, Harry's here. Hello! Um, we've also got... Let's go and quick up to the list, make sure I don't miss anybody. Oh, yeah, 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 we've got... Is, is Lou here as well? Lou, are you in? Hello! Lou's here, and we've got Willie B. Hello! My goodness. We got our stunt pilot, Pillbox, who's currently updating his flight deck. Hello! We have the spectacularly naked and hot and sweaty Buck... In the corner. Please let me join you. <laughs> and uh, and me, of course. <clears throat> so, without any more dragging this out longer than we need to, let's get straight in to those spectacular headlines. Skies in chaos as flight ban lifted for tech monkeys. Hooray for hotbox as Hutton strikes gold again. Staff don't laugh at calf and a half, or hookers last stand. Dastardly pirates rob two of our commanders. Hutton elections drag as they finally double bag the hag. Happy times for Atrus 5060. Pilots Federation fixes faulty flagging flogging facility. Hodden's hot sack dry spell culminates in dusty bento balls 
convoy. Lou tells us what's happening behind the scenes. Pilots Federation take initiative to fill Norma's gap. Guest Enterprise in Warneeds got more guests than they were enterprising for this week. As the commander known as Muggy McMugface, aka Tech Monkey, aka Oh That's Where the Smell's Coming From, reacquired his space license after a lengthy two year ban and promptly turned up in their station. Fresh with two year old technology and dust, his asp was less than magnificent as it launched from the station. That's where the problem started for docking staff everywhere. The exit was harrowing for them, describing it like watching a wasp attack a picnic. Eventually, Commander Muggy McMugface found the jam sandwich that was the toast rack and exited gracelessly backwards into space. Wondering what to do with his newfound freedom, he decided to shoot things, but actually ended up mining a few astrocon- anacondas. Even <clears throat> he decided to shoot things, but actually ended up mining a few anacondas and fertilances, and tickling the rear ends of the occasional asp with his class 1 mining lasers. He needed to refit. This was the second of many station docking experiences that have led to the galaxy-wide call to revoke his space license again of Muggy McMuckface and just deal with the lesser terror that is the Thargoid invasion. His attempt started with 10 minutes on the clock and finished at just under 4. The landing pad ending like a conventional docking dartboard, only with several more pricks surrounding it. On several occasions, Commander Muggy McMugface managed to swear profusely at all the local commanders, with such words as Swafewega and Kwate before getting hard wedged on a docking floodlight. The space docking team had no time to worry about the bent pole as his asp quickly boosted into the traffic control tower, skidded backwards at 40 meters per second and came to a dead stop. Any landing you can walk away from is a good one, they say, but several docking staff won't be taking any more steps. At this point, Muggy, not wishing to miss out on Rich's accepted a wing request and mission to kill many dastardly pirates that were infesting the system. Commander Porno Gnome found a USS and jumped in with along with some several experienced commanders. There were a lot of pirates with big guns. Muggy McMugface went in, all lasers blazing, and did about as much damage as a foam mug in a rubber room. However, his ship was blasted so hard, he remembered he was carrying 46 units of gold. His rebuy screen then reminded him not to fly without rebuy. And he sobbed gently as he sat in a sidewinder at Jameson Orbital. But not a quitter. He again swore loudly and profoundly, blamed Commander Galmidden, and took out a massive loan to purchase an adder. In the meantime, his wing had easily dealt with the pirate problem. All Muggy McMugface had to do was return to Guest Enterprise to pick up his 4.7 million credits. Having plotted an economical route, he proceeded to hit every sun along the way, screaming how do you S-W-Q-E-R-A-T, a fuel scoop. 
at which R-E-A-S-D-A-A-W button makes the docking computer come on, along with several quests to stop his pet mouse running all over the place and how do I close this A-A-A-A-A-S-S-A-W panel. He continued his painful journey and after hitting his seventh star began to get the idea of aiming around the star and not through it. His entry to the station sideways has left guest Enterprise wishing it hadn't signed up to the 10 in 10 goal, as his adder left more dense than an extended edition of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Not realising his ship was fitted with autodock as standard, he killed several more docking staff and left a 12 metre long gash across the station's cubicle 3 that has started to leak as a result. His luck did change however with the intervention of Commander Antares Fusion and a cargo of void opals that left Muggy the Mugface richer than he'd ever been and with the ability to terrorise the galaxy for years to come. So far, anti-Xeno weapons have had little to no effect on the commander and we ask pilots to stay well clear for their own safety. Hassan Trucker's squadron achieved a second gold bobblehead this week as our skilled hotbox pilots came top in the combat simulation CQC Championship season. Organised by Commander Shoreside Customs and assisted by many of our valiant pilots, including Commander Rampage 737 and even our own lovely Flossie, who took part by standing still and letting the other side get distracted when they concentrated on shooting her. Although it has to be said, knowing that this was just a simulation, Flossie did shoot back a few times and was heard to hear, heard to squeal something unrepeatable as she lay about her with a ship's equivalent of a frying pan. Hutton saw off opposition from such squadrons as Expanders Corp, Drinic Squadron and Leviathan Scout Regiment, and we couldn't be more proud of our hotboxing truckers. In addition, the Hutton Helper is now available for more than just the so-called Master Race. Hotbox has the helper available now. More on this story from Commander Rampage 737 later. Nurse Wyeth was dragged out of a very warm bed in the early hours of Wednesday morning to tend to our very own Rudolf Hooker, who had a problem with an unusual swelling. Mr Hooker had a few days previously found himself plummeting to the surface of a planet in the Sol system in the manner of Flossie when she forgets to leave her thrusters alone, or Draxo when she's testing the surface of a planet at speed. This has left poor Rudolph with a definite crease in his flight suit, and his remlocks hanging off at a very dangerous angle. After ingesting a small dose of onion head, for medicinal purposes, our plucky newsreader returned to his normal daytime trucking, only to find that he was slowing down more than a drag munitions before the Pilots' Federation adjusted them and that one of his landing struts was giving him, well, Jip, to be honest. Faced with the choice of becoming the newest member of the Sagittarius A hopping on one leg football team, or seeking medical advice, our unfortunate colleague docked to medical ship for immediate treatment. After several hours, the other patients were either all on leave or at the detention centre, had definitely taken more than just a medicinal amount of onion head, he finally received the, the prick he so richly deserved. As advanced medicines were pumped into the commander in an effort to stave off any further ill effects, this meant he could be on his way in the very small hours, ready to resume his trucking at the appropriate time. 
Later, one of Nurse Wyatt's assistants sent a message to the effect that the medicine he'd received was a rare commodity and that the patient should have received two tons, two tons, but only had spawned, but only one had spawned at the time. To receive maximum benefit, the second dose should be delivered one solar day after the first, meaning that Mr. Hooker would need to return just after midnight. Mr. Hooker's exact reply is not recorded, but we understand that phrases such as fork that, pulling my chain, and having a laugh may have formed part of it. Rudolf Hooker has returned to trucking, and although his, his system integrity may be down to the low tons of tens of percent, he has vowed to truck until the end of his current mission. When he intends to surrender himself wholly to Nurse Wyatt's gloved hands. Good luck, Commander, and remember next time you're making a descent, use your landing gear. In an unusually serious, for what news anyway, piece of news, two of our commanders have had pirates enter their home system and empty their hold. Commanders Traxor and Simons supposed themselves safe in their station's hangar, but woke to find that their cargo hold and vehicle hangar had been rifled. The thieves, for that's what we call pirates that don't offer to parley before taking your stuff, took the commanders two-wheeled shuttle, a collection of credits, and their advanced computer, a portable device capable of more than just docking or undocking. The commanders are naturally angry at the use of hatchbreaker limpets when they had their shields down, but have declared themselves to be glad for the help in decluttering. And as Draxor said, they may be a bunch of scurvy bastards, but at least they didn't get the gin. The last act of April 3305 was the result of a long and carefully planned expansion culminating in the spreading of Alvin's word to another new system. The new system has many similarities to LHS 340. The station is 10,000 light seconds from the Class M star and it's got a similar number of dull, boring planets but we're hoping that it will take traffic away from the famous naughty step as this system has a single landable moon with elements to gather, a Coriolis to land at, an actual population and an amazingly awesome and amusing name. Yes, it's Haghole. The terrible team of top truckers who merrily manipulated multiple minions into a really rapid retreat whilst pickily plugging possible places that were available alternatives to our favoured expansion target are delighted with the results and are already plotting ways to quickly take control of the system so that we can, once more, fill our show with the kind of innuendo that would make a six-year-old call us childish. Applications are invited from any commanders out there who can suggest better lines than I'm taking my python out of George's pants and parking it in the hag hole or there's a lot more demand for performance enhancers now that we have hag hole to look after Always wear protection when entering the hag hole. Good evening, truckers. Atrus5060 reporting in once more with the latest intel from the Canon Research on the Thargoids. It's been a good week for humanity, truckers, as we've successfully cleared nine systems of the bugs and even managed to save Liu Zinga from incursion. These accomplishments 
These accomplishments, these achievements were aided by our very own Hackswing. So congratulations to those crazy combat bastards for playing their role in helping defend humanity. But anti-Xeno commanders cannot rest yet. There are still another 14 incursions left to clear, and Eagle Eye is reporting that the Thargoids are now targeting HIP-17272, HIP-16607, HR-826, OPET, Exegus, and Telin. Keep an eye out for orders from Hacks Commanders on where to focus our efforts, trackers. And of course... Be sure to check in with Operation IDA. No, it's Operation Ida. Or is it Ida? Who's got an idea about its latest repair target if shooting aliens is not your style? Good luck out there, cockers, for the mug! Today, the Pilots' Federation implemented a set of ship upgrades to overcome some of the... um, improvements made in the last upgrade. No longer will pilots need to risk RSI, repetitive cell injury, when attempting to sell their goods, as not only will the numbers now spin faster than a sidewinder when its thrusters have been broken, but the sell order will default to sell it all. Enhancements have also been made to stop you asking for more goods than the market actually holds, because that's just silly. Moreover, the improved improvements will once again allow you to see how many jumps you have left without climbing into the display and using a magnifying glass. However, when you arrive, combat pilots will no longer have the deep joy of readjusting power priorities for their modules before they can deploy weapons, and explorers will no longer have the fun of disabling their shield generator again, as these settings will remain stubbornly as you last set them. The cockpit display has the canopy glass reinstated rather than the dirty plastic that was installed as an experiment so that pilots will no longer have to squint at their display in order to make out any detail. Good news for people who live to play well together, of which the Hutton truckers are a glowing example, which might be something to do with the radiation in the mugs. They no longer have to worry that SRVs won't play nicely together and should one of Don Anjanachi's dastardly crew infiltrate your gang, they will now be automatically banished to the void if they are removed from a private group. It's been a while since Hutton did what Hutton can only do well and truck like a trucking load of truckers with their cargo. Some of you may remember a certain galactic intern's efforts in one of these. Our hot sack, Hutton Orbital Truckers Shenanigans and Capers team have decided that in order to counter the accusation that they've got no balls, that they would get some. Disco balls. Disco balls that will be badly needed in Gawain, where the best and most reported dance parties happen, or would happen if they hadn't broken their balls. From whence cometh replacement balls, you may ask? And from Bento, we would reply. This is the best time of year to make this trip as Bento makes snow globes during the winter months but switch to disco ball production as the heat rises and the ice melts and their balls are in danger of dropping. The nice warm balls are lovingly polished until you can see our faces in them. Our convoy will take place on the 8th of June 3305 starting at 1900 UTC. That's the time you see in your cockpit in case you're wondering. You will need team spe- the TeamSpeak module installed on your ship 
and we're looking for wings of four, already loaded with the necessary rare item. How will it work? Everyone should assemble a little before the start time, in wings, and loaded up. The convoy lead will have the TeamSpeak module active, and will issue the jump command. At that point, everyone jumps to the first destination. You'll have three minutes to fuel, select the next destination, route will be pre-planned, and fight off pirates, etc. Then wait for the next jump command. The route is likely to consist of around 20 jumps, and your ship must have the jump range of at least 15 light years. There will be a halfway point with the lovely fuel rats and a station with repair capabilities. This convoy will be convoy will be for all, no matter how your ship enters the galaxy. We'll need ships to help with many different roles: load and unload, combat cover, fuel rats, and there will be prizes. For more details, see the thread in the Pilot Federation's forums. Search for Dusty Bento Balls if you dare or the Hutton Facebook page. There is only one real piece of news today. We have a small election in Hagol. We need to prevent the interlopers from Britsamino having a better election than us, so that we can cross swords with the revolutionaries who control the Coriolis and the system. If we have the better election, we win the surface base, which incidentally stocks some AX weaponry. And then we can go for a massive election and force the revolutionaries to pull out of the Coriolis, leaving Alvin free to rule over the Haghole with his usual villains. With LP 53281, Luton 145141, LP 52539, Alpha Centauri and Wise 08550714 sitting above 60%, and Van Lonenstar perilously, perilously close and climbing. Now is a great time to stop boosting systems that don't need it and thrust your best efforts into the hack hole. Everywhere not previously mentioned is sitting pretty, with no risks of conflicts and no need to move our influence. So no matter what system you usually support, grab your best mission running ship and get pounding in the hack hole. You know you want to. Over in Colonia, I'm pretty sure we don't need another expansion, so stop exploiting the sick and dying in Fort Mug, and race back home to get a piece of the Haghole action. Do it. You won't regret it. Now, assuming she's still speaking to me, over to my beloved Norma. Interstellar Initiatives initiate vote for the first event, Virginia Gap. Zendi Partners have revealed plans to establish a ferry service between the core systems and Guardian Space and have highlighted five systems as potential destinations, inviting the galactic community to decide which of these should serve as the termination point for the megaship. More on that to follow later.
Attention, attention. Medical officer to the gantry. Medical officer to the gantry. Um, so yeah, uh, we we put all these figures together, and can we just go through? Um, in fact, I should really call mm-hmm. call up the report myself so that I can. I've I've got the numbers in front of me. I oh. mean, can, can we start with like how many how many people? Well, how many attendees did we have on the weekend? Well, twelve and a half. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we had slightly more than last year. Is that the kind of numbers you're wanting, or you wanting slightly more? No, tell, tell, you know, give us that because this is what the details that are available in this document. You will be able to see it uh, once well, it's published. Well, we had in total 185 tickets sold. That's amazing. And we only had two or three people not turn up. That's, which is even more amazing. That is spectacular. And then we had the um, the raffle ticket selling. Now, this is a, always an interesting one because 100% of the money that is raised through the raffle goes to the charity causes. Any other coast, even where it becomes down to postage costs of prizes, which we hope most people are there for the raffle so we don't have any additional costs, but any of those costs will come out of the remainders of the ticket sales and the raffle prize is protected so that every penny made during the raffle goes straight to the charities. How many raffle tickets did we sell this time? Do you? Oh, it's quite a big sum because Jester D was there. Um, so I, I need to do a calculator. So you want the total of raffle tickets sold? It's a wee bit of a spoiler, though. Is it? We sold, yeah. Yes, because they were a pound each. Mm-hmm. Don't tell them that. Well, so if you can do the math, we sold three thousand one hundred and sixty-two <laughs> tickets de raffle. Ooh. Three thousand one hundred and that is a spectacular amount. So that's what roundabout going to be guaranteed about one and a half thousand pounds per charity. That's a spectacular yeah. number. That um, is also one thousand uh, pounds more. Than we made last year in the raffle. Just amazing. So, Spectacular. So thank that, you, first of all, to absolutely everybody out there. Whether you made a prize for that raffle, whether you brought along a donation, whether you convinced the company to donate to us as well, uh, whether you sponsored our event and gave us those prizes, thank you so much. Because the prize haul was gigantic, spectacular, mm-hmm. such amazing stuff and kindness from people in the community. Uh, that has led directly to that massive number of raffle tickets being sold. Um, yeah, just for the nature of the raffle, we had to get we had so much to get through. It was a bit rushed, and we couldn't really give uh, a decent shout out to what was actually there. It's on it's on stream. I don't know. Have you got the stream available anywhere uh, for the raffle? Yeah. No. Not yet. It is available no. on Twitch still. I think you can still watch it on Twitch. Um, I could cut it. It's actually, in fact, it's prepared to be edited. We did put up on the TV for the Mug page. There's a, a video page now, and you can enjoy the Hutton Orbital Radio Show live from the evening part and Buck. And I'll get the uh, raffle up there as well, um, and possibly blankety blank um, if it's. In oh no! Please yet. don't. Yeah, diver, Not that blank diver. Uh. 
But I, I, for any of the risky stuff in Blankety Blank, I fully hold the host responsible for uh, not planning ahead and pressing buttons too quickly. Yeah, it's true. Completely, I, I was guilty, guilty of leaving it to chance, which I should know freaking better by now. <laughs> now, that's not the actual figure. Now, that's what the raffle raised. But, of course, when we have ticket sales, uh, we get to a point with the, the particular venues and the different deals that we have every year. Sometimes we can um, adjust uh, the costs a little bit or we get incentives when we hit certain levels and things, and therefore it can free up some funds. So all of those funds then will be um, operating costs. So if we have any equipment that had to be bought for the event, uh, it becomes event stock for the future. Then we look to make sure that nobody is significantly out of pocket and that will come from the ticket prices. Raffle postage should come from that part as well. But it's all documented in this document. But everything that's then left over goes with the raffle protected money and creates our final final numbers and our final donations to charities so move so if we can I have, have a quick question yeah well i won actually three different sets of prizes and of course they're being shipped to me and i've offered to pay for that shipping and i've asked mr giller what that shipping Hello. is <laughs> did you pay for that out of your pocket or is that coming out of uh the ecm funds because it's boxed up. I've just got to go down and find out how much it costs to send. So okay, it hasn't. Been if that's coming out of your funds. I will send it to you. If it comes out of ECM, I will send it to ECM. Then well, it will be Steve because uh, after this, during this show, we are actually Grant's probably in the process of paying the charity, so the bucket Can gets you? emptied tonight. Shit. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So there is no buckets, and uh, I have been shouting for weeks, Mister Giller. I wasn't going to take down. it out the uh, out the funds anyway. So, okay, this yeah, is the but- problem. People are too kind, and we've actually, you know, we've been trying to make things easier for next year as well. But the, um, yeah, you can get in touch if there's any problem or any cost. And uh, I'm sure, uh, seeing Buck's been really kind to offer that, uh, we'll make sure that nobody is left high and dry. Does that get put caught, uh, against the court yeah. action? I think, I think composition it would. claims we have for him. I think it does come against it. It comes out of that fund, yeah. Um, okay. Oh, okay. So if we I can paid have... up on all my child support so far. Dad, <laughs> you promised you'd take me to the football, but you never turned up. Sorry, I meant soccer. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Sad because it's too close to the truth. But then again, my number crunching's getting soggy. Is 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 death really an excuse? Um, right, okay, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> could we have, um, no. a, a, a kind, I don't know, guys, guys, can you give me a kind of, like, makeshift, um, Foley-style drum roll, everyone else apart from Moof, because he's going to give us another, um, if you can get some excitement going as we build up the tension here for the grand what? total of money raised from ECM 2019 in Manchester. <laughs> It'll need to be quite a long drum roll because I'm going to prelude it with that this year was actually a lot more expensive of a venue than last year. Last year the venue did us a, a huge turn, so we we actually are, you know, really struggling against it, against it. The venue costs they actually gave us the room higher for free if we could raise more than three thousand and what we paid for food. So that helped us claim back some money there. 
and um, the cost would all be, be published. So after taking everything out, uh, we had a kind donation uh, from Mr. Broken Knees Hobble Along David Pearson, who bought a piece of equipment, um, but paid for it out of his own pocket and refused to take any money out. So uh, we have that. We have some donations that came in with tickets. We have... Uh, a huge donation in from HCS, who always support ECM. Um, so thank you to them. Thank you to everyone. And when we take the raffle money, which we already know is up in 3000 and add on the ticket sales, the final number we get, he says, waiting for the drum roll. Uh, <laughs> That's a demented cat. That's not a drum roll. (laughs) The total money raised for charity is actually £72.92 more than we did last year. And last year we made 4,425. So those of you who are quick with a mass will already know the number I am about to say, which is we raised 4,497 pounds, 92 pence for charity. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my god! That no, wasn't. Oh my god. It wasn't a grand total of seventy-two pounds ninety-two. Commander with a spoon. No, that was that was more <laughs> than last year. <laughs> I think you've so. The there. total going to each charity is two thousand two hundred and forty-eight pounds ninety-six pence. And I can already hear the wagging tails on how many treats that's going to buy them. Really? And hearing dogs too. <laughs> this is why he's not allowed to talk to the charities. Um, so uh, this it just came out. I couldn't stop. <laughs> I am That's now. What she said. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's going on here? What's... People are getting confused. This is just just ridiculous. So at this current second, I am currently um, making sure that I don't make any mistakes typing in the account details that we've been provided by the various charities. And we're going to make the donation directly to their banks uh, as we speak. Payment purpose. Um, anything else? Is, um, so, jeez. The fact that we had significantly higher costs this year and still managed to grow uh, and we're donating more than we did last year is a huge testament to all you crazy commanders out there. Everyone that came, everyone that donated, it's a phenomenal number. Who'd have thought Manchester would have been more expensive than anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Yeah, it was it was close for a minute because it was uh, some of the last minute uh, donations coming in, the money from Ploughstock, uh, that's the uh, one that David uh, brought through for us, and uh, some uh, commanders that realised that they uh, had had dinner, but. Oh, I didn't pay for dinner, so some honest commanders came through, and um, all of that took us just over because up until. Yesterday we were slightly behind, so that is awesome. Quite used to being backwards, <laughs> right? Good job the show's on a Thursday, not a Wednesday. Then I 
Um, I am typing in the one-time passcode to make the payment to Hearing Dogs UK for £2,248. <laughs> 96, 96 pence. You couldn't write this stuff. It says, we're sorry, online banking is not available at the moment. We're working to fix this problem as soon as possible. Are you kidding me on? (laughs) You. You're having a lot. Money's in the post. Okay, so that's going to be a pain. I shall continue to try and continue to do this. Um, Yeah, okay. I I know you said you can't do that, but did you at least set the damn thing up for me? Oh, no. oh. I will persevere just... with this um, and yeah it's not set up the payment either um, attention attention second technician Chris Forrester to the maintenance panel the vending machine has broken I repeat second technician Forrester to the maintenance panel the vending machine has broken Attention, attention. Medical officer to the maintenance pylon. Medical officer to the maintenance pylon. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. here with this week's Community Goals and Interstellar Initiatives news. This week saw the start of the new Interstellar Initiatives. So what are the Interstellar Initiatives? They are a series of in-game events and narratives that play out over the course of approximately one month. Each one features several phases that will alter as the story progresses and may end with lasting effects on the galaxy. The first of these is Bridging the Gap. Zendi Partners announces transport service. Zendi Partners has really revealed plans to establish a ferry service between the core systems and Guardian Space. Freyatane, the company's CEO, made the statement, In response to increasing demand for Guardian commodities, my company aims to, to facilitate access to the area once occupied by the Guardians. This will involve the construction of a megaship to transport pilots to and from this comparatively inaccessible region. Five systems have been highlighted as potential destinations and we'd like to invite the galactic community to decide which of these should serve as the termination point for the megaship. We will then build an outpost in the chosen system and the megaship will enter service. We hope that this initiative will stimulate new innovations in the field of Guardian Human Technology. Zendi Partners have identified five locations in Guardian Space where they will not only set up an outpost but fund the creation of a megaship ferry that will take commanders from the system of Zendi to a location voted for by the community. 
These are candidate system number one, IC2391 sector FL-XB127. Candidate system two is Sinuf IL-N C23-19. System three is Sinuf EN-H D11-96. Sinuf GT-H B43-1 is number four. And number five is Sinuf PF-E B45-5. To get involved with this first phase of bridging the gap, all you need to do is cast your vote in the Frontier Subforum Interstellar Initiatives. You only have until the 6th of May at 11am UTC to vote for your choice of destination, so choose wisely. Hopefully, once voting is complete, there will be details of what CGs will be involved. And that's this week's Community Goals News. Attention, attention. Second technician, Chris Forrester, to the Zoological Laboratory. The vending machine has broken. I repeat. Second technician, Forrester, to the Zoological Laboratory. The vending machine has broken. Attention, attention. Medical officer to the zoological laboratory. Medical officer to the zoological laboratory. News Digest, 2nd of May 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, it was a trap and they stayed docked. Ambition overreached. Things can only get better. It was a trap and they stayed docked. Canon Interstellar's research vessel, the Gnosis, today entered uncharted territory, with a massive jump to previously inaccessible star HIP-4099. The reason HIP-4099 has been inaccessible is because of its distance from any other stars. All the best minds of Canon were aboard the Gnosis as it jumped. Now they woke up to find themselves trapped in HIP-4099 until the Gnosis jumps back again next week. Only it won't. The whole exercise has been an elaborate trap by second-rate scientists who have been getting increasingly fed up at being upstaged by Cannon's finest minds. 
Whenever there's something new to find, something to analyse or decode, it's Canon's finest who do the finding, analysing and decoding. Well, not anymore. The Gnosis's thrusters have been sabotaged. Together with its precious cargo of fine minds, it has made its last jump and is forever stranded in HIP 4099. See how you like that, finest minds? Now the rest of us will be able to be the first to solve all those riddles, puzzles and mysteries just a little bit slower than they would have been by the sadly absent finest minds. HIP 4099, its two landable planets and its seven non-landable planets are going to get scienced to death. Ambition overreached. Meanwhile, at the other end of the galaxy, Commander Leandri is coming to terms with being a hermit. Having successfully reached Beagle Point, the destination of the Distant Worlds 2 expedition, the commander decided to plough on through the everything stars at the Galactic Rim to reach the furthest possible star, Semitus Beacon. Unfortunately, in his eagerness, the plucky commander neglected to fill up with Jamponium materials at Beagle Point, and now finds himself stranded in the Maya Thar UO-Z. D13-0 system, with no germanium and no means of obtaining germanium in a ship with a jump range a little less than 50 light-years, and the next nearest star is 50.31 light-years away. So near, and yet so far. Commander Leandri has been driving forlornly around the one landable planet in his new home system, looking for germanium. The geological survey says there is no germanium, but Commander Leandri has not given up hope. Fellow commanders have been dropping by to say hello and to commiserate with the stranded commander as they pass through the system, but with no means of sharing Jamponium materials they are unable to help, other than to replenish his dwindling stock of Weetabix. His only hope of rescue is if the Gnosis megaship jumps into the system to carry him to safety. But that's not going to happen now, is it? Things can only get better. A number of improvements have been observed in the galaxy this week, but improvements can still be made. Some of the changes have been well publicised. The drag munitions effect no longer prevents the victim from boosting, which means that permaboost remains a problem, making naturally manoeuvrable ships less effective against heavier ships. Module priorities are no longer reset, and the shield generator no longer turns itself back on every time you jump to a new system. The control key along the bottom of the galaxy map now has a shaded background to make it readable, however. It is still impossible to read the gravity of a planet from the Anaconda's cockpit HUD. It has been confirmed that cockpit canopies are not weaker than previously. Their integrity number is halved, but they take exactly the same amount of punishment before they break. Tiana Fortune has announced that the engineering works on her large and medium landing pads is now complete, and Fortune's loss in Achenar is once again open for business to commanders in ships larger than a Sidewinder. And following a bit of nastiness at Beagle Point last week, commanders whose permission to fly in a private group has been revoked will now experience an immediate full system reboot if they're currently flying in that group. And good riddance. 
And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Hutton Orbital Radio, we really are very, very sorry. Install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as finding. <laughs> Let me try that one again. Almost as pain-free as finding yourself out at Beagle Point and not remembering how you got there due to all the booze you drank the night before. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them bullfrogs down by the creek, Commander Overlight apparently had nothing better to do this week, thus taking the lead with almost 109,000 light years jumped. I mean, seriously? This guy deserves a crazy trucker award, or at least a new flight suit, because the one he's been using is certainly rank. Tearing up the Don's pithy pirates this week is Commander Aiden, with 17.1 million credits earned and accounted for. 
You'd think one of these days we'd finally put the Don out of business. Our top mission trucker this week is Commander St. John Hawk with 319 mission points earned. That sure put a smile on Miss Lale's face. Hauling cargo like a hunting trucker oughta, Commander Manu Vorkel transported and sold roughly 51,000 tons this week. Keep on trucking, Commander. And driving the Hutton high-speed rail this week, Commander Still Chrissy hauled 3,335 passengers around the galaxy. And this is the second week in a row for the good Commander. Keep it up, Hoss. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is still held by Commander Litho Breaker in one hour, 23 minutes, and 9 seconds. And our fastest run so far in this month of May was done by Commander Malice XR3 in 1 hour, 24 minutes, and 47 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget... If you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, only ships in the galaxy with a quick connect button to CQC. Go on, try it out and keep the Hutton Truckers in the gold. Attention, attention. Second technician Chris Forrester to the emergency air box on deck six. I repeat, second technician Forrester to the emergency air box on deck six. Ah, technician Forrester, just the man, just the man. Now, we need you to get in the airlock. The what now? The airlock, Forrester, the airlock. The Remlock vendor is malfunctioning. I'm sure a quick clout with your trusty wrench will do the trick. <laughs> no time to dawdle. Come on, employ the month award in for you here. Just step this way and... Brilliant. Warning. Depressurization. Warning. Depressurization. Depressurization. Warning. Depressurization. Attention. Attention. Clear docking bay and launch rubbish pickup tug. I repeat, clear docking bay and launch rubbish pickup. And the last word goes to right. our apologies officer. That's an orbital radio. We apologize for the smell and would suggest that you check your cargo holes for dead bodies. Because that's happened before. Donation by Wonderstuff. Shield at 14%. Thanks for the warning. But I can read. Space, these guys are going to gank me. Incoming communication. Open a channel. Feeble pilot. You will surrender your craft to us, or face destruction. Well, I could, but there's at least one thing my craft does better than yours. Oh yeah? What's that? Break. Now I've got you. 
One down, one to go. Alert. Is Gatepod alarmed? A commander requires rescue. Somebody else's problem. Incoming communication. Go on then. Keep them coming. That was my brother, you son of a spacer. And his bounty will be very useful. Look, there's two ways this can go. So how about we call a truce so I can pick up his pot? Um, how about no? Alert. Escape pod alarm. A commander requires rescue. Yeah, yeah. They keep each other company until some other sucker comes through. One more bounty in the bank. Good. Updating Elite Federation of Pilots record. Your combat rating has increased to below average. <laughs> well, don't let my official record fool you. Congratulations. Commander Thane. Find out more information about Escape Velocity at laveradio.com forward slash escape velocity. You can back Chris in his Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash radio theatre workshop. <laughs>